guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Bitch Seat! Please welcome your host, Lissa Mandel! so 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 much for coming 7 p.m on a friday in this city is extremely fucking difficult and i appreciate it i love you all welcome to my living room um so uh today's show is extremely jam-packed uh we're gonna plug right along and um the theme we always have a theme to talk about all of our adolescent uh you know, embarrassments and whatnot. Today's theme is going to be battle wounds because I'm feeling like it's kind of relevant given the state of our country and the state of our society. So, like, let's bring it back to, like, the original wounds in our hearts, you know? Because before people become grown-ups and fuck up shit on a global level, they're fucking up shit on a much smaller level. So, in terms of physical battle wounds, I didn't have too many because I wasn't really an athletic child. Um, I know it's a big surprise. Uh... But there were a few times that I kind of got the bad end of the stick. For instance, uh, my first trip to Disney World, uh, in the, the arcade in the hotel, we stayed in the Contemporary, shout out to the Contemporary Hotel, Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we went with our family friends, and um, my friend's dad, David, was playing duck pin bowling, and I was standing right behind him when he had his beautiful arc of a swing back and I got his middle knuckle right in my face. So that was like the most blood I had ever seen in my life. I was, I think, six. Anyway, Zach, can we see this picture of this time? I didn't, I don't have a picture of the bloody face, but um, I do have a picture of me being way too old a child to be in a stroller. That's for damn sure. But uh, my, my friend Randy and I had temper tantrums until my parents got strollers for us. So... Uh, yes. Um, additionally, um, I got smacked in the face with a pillow polo stick in gym class. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, pillow polo sticks look like giant Q-tips with quote-unquote soft foam on either end, but it's not. It's like hard-ass styrofoam, and I got one smack in the face and was very excited to leave gym class to go to the nurse's office. Uh, that was pretty fucking great. Um, I also, uh... We took this field trip to the beach. I grew up on the Connecticut shoreline. And uh, we took a field trip to the local beach, which was basically like glorified like rock hole. Uh, it was just like broken shells everywhere. And so I stepped on like some like shard of something. And uh, we were supposed to draw pictures of our field trip the next day. And mine was just a picture of me with my foot at a 90 degree angle with like wads of blood falling from it. So, um, uh, I'm going to begin, um, before we get all of our guests, uh, which by the way, t fuck ton of guests, um, 
well, you're here for them, so you know who they are. Um, and remember that this is being recorded for our podcast, so feel free to laugh, cry, scream loudly, whatever you want. Enjoy the free treats. I hope they throw it way back for you. And um, please, if you want more snacks, visit Lindsay in the back, and she will sell you some. Yes. Yes. So we're going to begin with an entry from my first diary ever named Satin with the point shoes on it. This is from fifth grade. Um, it is from June 18th, 1995. Dear Satin, as I think of the endless seeming summer before me, I'm not sure if I feel happy or sad. I know, though, that the burning sensation I am feeling is full of anxiety, whether it has to do with heavy depression or numbing excitement. N numbing excitement? Whatever it is, I sense that it will explode without warning, leaving me with a feeling more overwhelmingly powerful than a 12-year-old girl can handle. <laughs> Since school ended two days ago, I feel flaky and vulnerable, as if I'm, as if I'm fading in and out of what's real and what's not. We received our yearbooks on Thursday, giving us two days for signatures. I got a few people on the first day, but never worked up the courage to ask Tim. Later that day, by the way, Tim was a fucking bully who tied people's shoes together. My taste was purely based on looks. Later that day, I got sickly worried that I'd never be brave enough to ask him. The next morning, though, when Mrs. Dudley and Mr. Harvey were in the gym, our usual gym class period was being used to sign yearbooks, I forced myself to ask Tim. I waited patiently while he scribbled away, so very anxious to see what he was writing. When he finally finished, he handed me the book. I read it and felt the salty tears well up in my eyes. Lissa, you are a nice girl. Good luck in seventh and have a good summer. Heart, Tim. That's exactly what he'd written to me. I don't know why it made me cry so passionately. Maybe it was because I'd miss him or maybe because he'd written something that touched my soul ever so lightly that my heart finally opened up to let the sadness roll out. Or maybe it had nothing to do with these reasons, that I was just beginning to realize that God was tapping me on the shoulder and telling me to cherish these last few memories of sixth grade. <laughs> That's right. That nausea sound is very accurate. Uh, whatever it was, it lasted merely a few moments, and then I wondered what had struck me so violently to make my last few boards of confidence collapse and go limp like cooked spaghetti. However, this strange moment in time was quickly sucked to the back of my mind so I didn't have to think about it until further notice. The dance slash picnic wasn't the best, but it was fun. There was a DJ and we ate pizza. Everyone sang along with the songs. We left the school sad but contented. I really, I really thought that I was like the spokesperson of my entire school. So I sit here now, listening to the breeze outside my window call hush to the children and animals. The breezes that hiss through the trees, <laughs> ruffling the leaves with their rattling breaths. I have two and a half months worth of thinking time, preparation time for the big changes ahead. Love, LMM. <laughs> yeah, I know. Very heavy stuff, guys. The end of school was always the hardest for me, because if we're really talking about battle wounds that were relevant in my life, the important ones were the emotional ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about there. So um, let's get this uh, battlefield. Um, what do you get a battlefield? Rolled out? 
Get, let's get a battlefield rolled out. I don't know. Oh. It's a nice, it's a love battlefield. Okay, uh, give it up for my co-host and boyfriend, Phil. Hi. Hi. Oh, there we go. Hi. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry, there were two mics that got confused. Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you? Oh, I'm so happy to be here right now. How are Me you? Me too. Wonderful. Wonderful. So your wounds were very emotional, I see. Well, they were always emotional because I was always longing for something or, you know, unrequited crushes or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your wounds, Phil. They were purely physical. Um, <laughs> well, it all started on the day of my birth. I was, uh, I was sideways and I was sleeping. So the doctor had to reach inside. He got real comfortable. He just made himself at home and like spun me around to get me out of there. And I've always had like a crick in my neck. And apparently it's because of that. My father, uh, a giant chiropractor hands, he fixed me up. Because he, he is also a chiropractor. Yeah. Um, all right. Age three, uh, I had a hernia operation. <laughs> um, and the doctors apparently spanked me because when they brought me home, I had hand marks on my three-year-old ass. Which my parents... They like, were making they, sure you were alive. They like brought me back and they were like, do you see this? And they're like, well, I don't know. Did you do that? I'm sorry, but you skipped the part about how you're... Never mind. Go how ahead. My parents brought me back and were like, you, you delivered an abused Phil. Um, <laughs> no. Not delivered. Redelivered, I guess. Repackaged. Continue. Continue. So, okay. Uh, right around then, I got stung in the eyes by a bee's ne wasp's nest. nest. You got stung by a whole nest? A whole nest. And my eyes were like... Um, after that, fell off a ladder. One eye was like... But, I mean, I can still see. Then, then, let's get a picture of me up here. A TV fell on my head. It wasn't... No! It, it would not... That's, no! Spoilers! Here's me. It wasn't this TV. This is what my father thought fell on my you. head when uh, my mom was like, Phil, Phil, a TV! It, the TV, it fell on his head! Uh, she, he thought that I was dead for like about a solid 15 seconds until she was like, he's alive. I'm like, What? Um, we were building a tent, me and my sister, and we tucked the sheet underneath a television in her room. <laughs> and I was like, I saw the hammock shape and I got excited because I thought it was a slide. And I, you know, I was three. So I slide down and it falls off and hits me right in the fucking, like on the top of my noggin. Blood everywhere. Uh... Apparently, my father uh, passed out. He's a doctor. He didn't. He almost. He says he almost passed out, but I'm sure he just he went faint. Um, he always upgrades his condition. So <laughs> uh, apparently, the doctor showed him that my brain. He's like, look, look, it went right through. Like he's like a, like one of those 1950s like exposition actors. Hey, see his skull. Like one of those guys. That was the doctor who patched me up. Uh, but anyway. But then. Yeah. But then. That's you it. got superpowers from uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I got superpowers. Yeah, sure. I absorbed all the net, all the information and tele from television and the ability to spot, you know, tropes everywhere. Yeah, and now whenever he's great. describing anything happening in his life, he's like, well, this is the end of the second act. Of blah, 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 yes, blah. it's true. I do think about that in a lot of ways. I, 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 I sectionalize my life in terms of beats and scenes. And sometimes the turns, you know, they, they come uh, when I expect them. Uh, See, you were I've, destined to come to Hollywood. I've compartmentalized my life perfectly. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. 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 I'm, I'm just going because I know we're, we're, uh, no, we I got think we're good. Slam packed 
the jam yeah, show. Yeah, let's do it. We got a log jam show. We got a slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> kind of. Slim Jim. Snap into a slam jam. <laughs> and welcome our first guest. <laughs> yes. Uh, I met our first guest uh, in New York, actually. Uh, she uh, is an extremely brilliant theater actress, first of all. But second of all, uh, she's about to fill your TV screens in July on FX when she uh, when um, Snowfall premieres. She is a series regular on Snowfall. She's also just like the sweetest butterfly human ever. I hope she's here now. Yeah. Oh, Give it up yeah. for Angela Lewis, everybody. Hi. Oh, my God. She looks amazing. Not that I'm surprised, but I, I love that you took the, um, what are they called? What are they called? Overalls? They're overalls, but like, what is the thing? I'm sorry, I have no words. I'm the smoking romper? too much weed. Romper, thank yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're working that romper. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> so nervous. You're so adorable. <laughs> Angela, I want to kick this off by asking if you have any memories of um, times that the battle wounds, whether physical or emotional, something that jumps to mind. Yes, well, I was listening to you talk about your physical wounds. <laughs> and I, this is going to sound really crazy, but balls coming towards me are really <laughs> scary. What kind of balls? <laughs> All balls. Um, when I was a baby, I don't even remember this, but I've heard this story many times, but I was a baby in my mom's arms and my dad played softball. And so we were at the game and there was a fly ball and it came and it hit me right in the chest. Oh. Oh. And I turned blue, and the game stopped, and everyone rushed me to the hospital. And, yeah, and, the game okay. stopped. The ga they had to stop the game because my dad was like that is on the team and the serious. manager of the team. Yeah, and yeah, it was close call. Uh, but I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the next ball I remember is I had to <laughs> be like uh, ten, I think, and I was on the at the park at another softball game. And <laughs> you should have stopped going. I mean, I learn your lesson. First one. Know, you would think, <laughs> Solid <no>. tell. <laughs> but uh, so the kids were at the park and I was standing on a swing and 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 I was swinging, swinging. And there was a group of guys and they were playing football. And I don't know what happened, but the football came and boom, right. Oh, in the no. Knocks me off of the swing. Oh my I God. lose my breath. You know, I knocked the wind out of me completely and I couldn't breathe. I thought I was dying. Yeah, that was the second ball. Oh, God. <laughs> the third ball was a oh. basketball. Oh, no! Oh, no. Wait, did you say the third ball was a basketball? They yeah, kept tightening. They kept getting bigger yeah. as time went on. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Perfect 3X structure. Yeah. I just remember those Please, little guys. spikes in, like implanted into my face. Like, oh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, no more, right? Because the next ball would have been a boulder. So yeah. I don't want to go it, there. That's that's it, it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I'm glad that you're here yes. and alive, and yes. um, I'm going to give you this to, for your, um, so you can share your artifact, oh. which if you want to give people some context for what this is. It's a mic stand. It's an <laughs> original mic stand. So this is, this is my diary, and I'm a little nervous to tell you when it starts because I'll be aging myself. <laughs> <laughs> But you I'm don't sorry. you don't have to say the year, but how old were you when when you wrote in this? I was eleven. Okay, my first entry, and this is it's not as like complex as your thoughts. My thoughts. Are I know, but like <laughs> I know, but like I didn't have a life, you know, so <laughs> it's fine. 
Okay, so I don't know. I did. I just found this, and I was reading through it. But okay, so the first entry is, today is the last day of school until January 2nd. A lot of people bought gifts for different people, mostly their friends. Shanna said she was going to buy me a gift. I said I was going to get her a gift. The only reason I didn't get her a gift is because... <laughs> <laughs> It's because I didn't get a chance to go shopping. She didn't get me a gift because I didn't get her a gift. <laughs> I only got three gifts. One from Stanya, this diary, and two from Shantae. One pair of golden diamond earrings and one yellow teddy bear with a red leather bow tie. <laughs> I know who to give a gift to next year. <laughs> It's an expensive expectation to be getting gifts at 11 for people. Where are you getting that money from anyway? Yeah, right. But yeah, usually it was like there was a holiday fair at school and like you would, oh, this is this is 50 cents or this is a dollar. Right, Here's a pencil topper. Yeah. Yeah. And you have you have like hundreds upon thousands of I'm going to do a whole episode on my pencils collection. So don't you worry. But um, uh, that seems like that's so you. For the end of the year, oh, for Christmas gifts. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I did? I was really cheap, you guys. I went to the body shop and I got like one of those big gift baskets and then I broke it up and like gave each friend like one mini something. It's it's really... um. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Are you still friends with any of those people? Um, No. Not <laughs> But there are some girls in here who I'm still friends with. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Detroit. Okay. Yeah. And do you go back there often? I do, and I'm going back there for Father's Day weekend. So does yeah. everybody do all the... Okay, the people that you still keep in touch with mm -hmm. from your younger years, are they all like, oh my God, you're famous now, I want to be your friend? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. You know which ones are giving you the real gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. Let's for take, sure. A look, uh, take a look at some uh, pictures yeah. of your youth here. Yeah. Oh, this is it. yeah, 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 yeah. Your dad so is the mic. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! <laughs> he would love that. He would love that. Now this looks like a very, a very happy, like well-rounded family. Would you say that that's how it was? Was it a pretty, like, happy TV-style family? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, we have our happy moments for sure, and it's a uh, we have a big family, and everybody is very loving. But my parents argued a lot. And I remember at one point, don't be sad because it's okay. But I remember at one point praying they would get a divorce, like, please. But they stuck it out, and now they've been together like 40 years or something like that. Wow. So, and they're much happier now, and, you know, worked it out. But yeah. And it was, was it just the two, uh, two siblings? Yeah, yeah. And are you best friends with uh, your little sister? Sometimes. <laughs> She's very strong willed, and she is a forward thinker like beyond so sometimes we kind of miss each other but we love each other and we support each other no matter what and that's serious we do do you know if you chose that sweater vest or if your parents dressed you here or if the sweater um, vest chose you I, <laughs> I don't know i probably chose the necklace for sure and i yeah i think my mom probably wanted to kind of match us a little bit yeah it's adorable yes i wouldn't smile because i was missing teeth this is like the only picture where I'm not smiling. Then, and the photographer, I remember him trying to get me to smile. And then he almost got me there. And I was like, no. Yeah. You're like, no. I'm saving it for marriage. Nevertheless, she, re 
Um, she resisted. Let's go let's to the, the next uh, one. Next yeah, one. yeah. I love this. this. Is, yeah. So, yeah. natural born performer here. <laughs> Did you used to perform in your house for oh, your family? Yeah, spontaneously. Whenever ah. I felt like putting on a show, I would do it and I would make everyone stop and they would watch and clap and yeah. I love the stress. This is I'm Easter. Envious. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> My mom, she was like, I don't know. She wanted me to be mature or something because I wanted, I would have wanted like pink and white. and. Isn't that pink, pink and white? No, it's like red, black and a little pink and some green and like, yeah. Not your choice. I remember thinking, oh, this is because I'm a big girl. Like, yeah, like I get the like oh. sophisticated dress. And if you, if you could choose what you wore at these kind of events, what do you think you would have put on? Oh, I would have been like, you know, the hoop skirt. I had one dress that had a little bell on the like the undercoat. Oh, I yeah, that. I bet your mom oh loved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of frills, lots of pastels. Yeah. Some well, see your leather shoes. These are leather. Those I are amazing. Those shoes. I love them. They're great. Um, can and, we see uh, the next one, please? Okay. This is the piece de resistance because, like, look at this, like, cosmic um, background, acid wash, denim, like a barrette right in the front, like, smiling with teeth this time. about this barrette. So my mom, (laughs) she wouldn't let me cut my bangs. She was like, no haircutting. So all the girls had their bangs cut. So I would, like, roll my hair up and, like, pin it in a barrette. (laughs) Oh, those are your makeshift bangs. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh, I just love it so much. Was this for a school picture or was this at like JCPenney? No, school picture, yeah. Your school pictures are like decked out. Seriously. We had like a plain gray background. We just had like skies or like a weird gradient. Yeah, and there was always the, the, the photographer yeah, yeah, yeah. was always like, trying to get you to smile so he's like say I love money and I was like no like yeah, I'm like- six I don't give a shit about it I don't know um, yeah well Angela do you have one more thing that you want to share from that diary or was that the top bit that, that you wanted to give us page. Uh, oh well I'm nervous because <laughs> I didn't read through this whole thing but I'll let me see oh let me see think we got one yeah I'll try it I don't know if this is going to be good or not it's going to be good <laughs> Dear Diary, a few things. Oh, Dear Diane. So I named my diary. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very grown-up name. <laughs> and, I, and I ended each one with sincerely, Angie, P.S., see you tomorrow. It was always like a P.S., talk to you later, P.S., yeah. So Dear Diane, a few things went wrong today. Okay, McKenge, one of my friends, is really getting on my nerves. I am determined to not say anything to her, but I am about fed up to the neck of Mr. Peterson. (laughs) Now on to positive things. (laughs) (laughs) At Grandma Lewis's house, me, Virginia, my cousin, and Leisha, my sister, uh, got to taste different batters and spread different (laughs) icings on cupcakes. (laughs) It was fun. Well, I've got to go to bed now. Bye. <laughs> you got the basics down there. People you're pissed off at and cupcakes. Yeah, That's I it. I said a lot of that. I hate this person. This person is getting on my nerves. I was like, wow. I know, but then you, you immediately rerouted it. You're like, let's take the positive note and talk yeah. about dessert. At least you ended with positive. Indeed. You know, let's... <laughs> 
Well, I've got a gift for you, Angela, because everyone who comes on this show gets a piece of ephemera from my from my childhood home wow. because I can't bear to throw it away, so I have to <laughs> keep it alive somehow else. Yeah, you uh, know so, I love gifts. Oh, it's good. Document it. Well, I'm going into this uh, Delia's box here, and for you, I have a homemade, hand-stitched scrunchie. Oh, man. And it seems to... I know, it matches your outfit perfectly. I love it. Uh, Well, um, everybody, uh, check out Angela on Snowfall on FX coming in July. Yes. July 5th, 10 p.m. FX. Amazing. Angela Lewis, thank you so much for being on The Bitch Seat. for Angela. Oh, watch your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, see, she's just the sweetest person on, on earth. I love Seriously. it. I love it. <sighs> okay. Okay. On to the next I one. know we don't even have time for banter right now. We gotta, know, we gotta, because this is a, a slam packed Slim Jim show. So, up next to the stage, somebody else with some um, private writing now made public. Um, this is a comic that uh, you have seen on Conan. He has been on the Pete Holmes show. He's been involved in a crashing, which is pretty fucking dope. Give it up for Brent Sullivan. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. You are welcome to be here. Yeah. Um, How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> good. <laughs> it's always a process of like releasing my asshole once I get yeah, on stage. Of course. Stage, it's, a cathar- you know? it's a cathartic moment. It is. It should um, be. That is. Um, and uh, do you have any, any tales of, of woe and um, wounds, emotional or physical, that you would like to kick this off with? Uh, I mean, just in general, my life has been a disaster. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I mean, no, I mean, I have, I have, uh, I have nothing like super like personal and disturbing to, to share off, uh, up top because this, I feel like this letter isn't super pathetic. Is super pathetic? It's not. Oh, okay. It's kind of, it's kind of, so I, what this is, is, um, <laughs> should I explain? I yeah, like context. That. That's great. Um, so this is a letter in in English class in sophomore year of high school from Michigan. Wow, that's two Michigans in a row. I sense uh, a pattern here. Pioneer, Pioneer High School. Um, <laughs> I wrote a letter to myself, and um, I guess they they pay these teachers enough to actually follow through on that shit, so I, I was supposed to write a letter to yourself in like 10 or 15 years, and then you would get it in the mail. So how old were you when you wrote it? So I was, this was in, so this is one important thing to note. This was in 2000. I'm not gonna, I'm trying to figure out how to lie about my age. Uh, <laughs> See, you could have skipped the year. I, yeah, and I just, really should have uh, thought this. <laughs> well. Um, uh, um, That's all right, you don't have I like to. to say, I like to say that I'm 20s-ish. Uh, so. <laughs> I play 20s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. So this came to you 2015, so close. Within proximity it, it, now. And it came to you in the mail how? Was it in like a fancy envelope or like a nondescript whatever? Were self, you-, um, you know, self-addressed uh, envelope from uh, myself. And I, of course, had forgotten about it. Uh, and so... But like the teacher sent it to you? Yeah, like I can't believe... She gave a shit. That's you know? amazing. It, it blew me away that she like followed through. I feel What's like her that, name? She gets a shout out. Uh, Amy Vale. Amy Vale. Amy Vale. Amy Vale. You guys Come on, Amy we Vail? have her here tonight. Oh, that would no, be no, amazing. No, no, no. no. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Someday we'll have enough money for that. 
Um, um, but yeah, all right. Yeah, I, thought, so, I thought that was like a pretty impressive public schools. Public schools. That's right, public schools. Oh, Pay uh, them more. <laughs> um, all right, so there's a couple it. parts that I think are a little dull, so I'm, I'm going to try to... I'll try to... Skip the filler? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll try to skip the filler. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Dear Brent, I am currently in 10th grade at Pioneer High School. I enjoy school and do moderately well. <laughs> Very humble. That was true, actually. I couldn't get above, like, a 3-4 to save my life. Uh, I had, like, very okay, not bad, <laughs> definitely not great grades. <laughs> um, I love baseball and Greg Maddox. He was a baseball player. Uh, my math class this year is impossible. I hope I will be able to overcome that. I got a D plus in that one class, but uh, <laughs> normally I was a B plus student. I worry a little about my future and sometimes about terrorism. Yikes. Eerily pathetic. Uh, what? <laughs> 2000, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, see, that's, that's what I think is so weird. This was before 9-11. It was... It was, was less than a year before. More it. than, I mean, 9-11 would have been a year and a half later. I watched a lot of 2020, and I remember, I remember when 9-11 happened, I remember being like, fucking Bin Laden. I knew it. I knew it was Bin Laden before everyone knew it was Bin Laden. Because I knew all, I watched 60 Minutes, I watched 2020, and they would, they would do something about, like, Middle East terrorism. Were you a conspiracy uh, every, theorist? Did you think that no. the world was about to end? No. Oh wait, um, no, no, no. I guess I, no, I, those I, are two I, different I, things. Yeah. I'm so sorry. How did you feel about Saddam Hussein as a patsy at that time? Because I feel like there was always startup conflicts with him that would taper off just just right after. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not. I wasn't that good. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was at all this shit. You said uh, a general awareness of dread. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just, I just thought the uh, the world uh, Pop might quiz, be ending. Okay, uh, I think, let's see, all right, my best friends are blah, 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 blah. Clothing is basically, the clothing I wear is basically jeans, and my music preferences are Christmas. Um, <laughs> I, okay. I, I put in, in, in parentheses, I have awful taste in music, and that is still true. I, I listen to Christmas music year-round. Even at the nice. gym. Wait, do you have gym. top albums? Do you just get the Christmas album of every I popular love, musician? I mean, it's not just Christmas. I love. I have the weirdest eclectic taste. Like, I love Peter, Paul, and Mary. I love Enya, Dixie Chicks. I just got into Eminem. I just got into Eminem. Just, like, six months ago, I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty good. When he says stuff really fast, it sounds good. It sounds cool. That's literally how I described rap recently. I'm you like, oh, when like... they said when they say things quickly, it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> a fucking idiot. No, you 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 explore music the way I feel like an older generation who doesn't understand an iPod would explore mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Absolutely. I still have an iPod, by the way. I only listen to music on my iPod Nano. Hate listening to music on your iPhone. Do you guys listen to your music on your iPhone? How, when you're at the gym and you don't want to look down, I thought I was like touching your dick, uh, <laughs> for a second, and you don't want to look down, no, you, you no, want to like fast forward to find the right song, how do you do it? You don't, you can't. Man. 
I, yeah, it's that's you, wait, the encroaching. Oh, they're like headphones. They come with. <laughs> oh, all right. That's all right. Well, maybe we just solved that problem. I don't know. If it's, I don't know. If it's any consolation, mine, mine literally just died last week. I had your one iPod for like, Nano. Yeah, no, for no. your what was like a actual regular it was an iPod. iPod with like the oh, wheel and the window yeah. and the. And I yeah. love the wheel. I miss the wheel. I love the, the wheel. The wheel is very so satisfying. Do you want to know another another little fun tidbit? Uh, maybe it's not fun, but uh, I love the wheel so much that whenever I buy a Nano, when you can still buy them like online. Uh, I wear it out in like a year because I use it so much and it stops working in a year. I'm like a little weird with music. <laughs> no, but listen, so you little, own it. The fact that you yeah, admit man. on stage yes, that you like true. Enya is a really like bravo for your, for your yeah. openness. I love, I love Enya. Whenever I get drunk, I always Google, uh, <laughs> I always Google search images of her castle. Uh, she Wait. has like she this, has a ma- castle? she has a castle. You know, she's incredibly wealthy and she lives... She lives with like this old couple, uh, but not in a creepy way, not in, like a sexual way. She just lives with these people that these, this old couple that she's collaborated with her entire life, oh. or, or like for, for a, decades or something. Are they know, like old life. couple, like kind of parent figures, older or are than they Enya. like yeah. s- like sexual partner figures? Oh uh, no, I think they're like older than Enya. Um, Yes. And and so so I think like seventies <laughs> to eighties. That's my understanding. They had like one of the first Airbnbs. She was she a lot never leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bonded. Okay. Sorry. Let me get back to my note. Um wait, before you do that, I really just uh Zach, if you could just throw this picture up here for the remainder of this letter. Oh. Um that would be great. Thanks, I forgot guys. That, no problem. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In ten years. Okay, sorry, it's a little hard to see this up here. In 10 years, I should still be in psychology school, preferably at the University of Michigan or Johns Hopkins. Not going to happen. Man, you guys. <laughs> Would you, did you go? Yeah. When did you graduate? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Hollywood. I, I was setting you up to say 2014. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay. Um, hopefully, okay, sorry, in 10 years, you should be in psychology school, preferably university. Hopefully by then you will have met, um, the woman of your dreams. Uh, definitely a gay guy. I'm definitely a gay guy. That was certainly something that I should have been aware of. In your 15 year journey to here, when did that come about? No, not far after this, which is why I was like so surprised that I like had the foresight to predict <laughs> the terrorism, terrorism, attack, but not your own. But I had sexual no idea. Yeah, <laughs> that I that I was attracted to Blake. Um, Blake. Okay. This is this is maybe one of my best li- my favorite lines. So right after m- meeting the woman of your dreams, it says, "I will certainly marry for personality." No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, you sound like a horn dog. Well, you, you know, in fairness, you knew your teacher was going to read this, right? So That's actually that's a great point that I've never considered. Maybe I was afraid. Mm-hmm. Ann Arbor's a very liberal town, so and Ms. and Ms. Vale was certainly not a bigot. But uh, maybe I was. That was a. That's a great point. 
That's possibly why I was uh, so closeted in this note. Were you so. closeted and like, did were you aware? You said you're like so, a sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, so sophomore year was probably when it started. Like when I just maybe started that process. So I certainly would have, I think, known or sus- suspected by that point. Mm-hmm, but it wasn't a public thing. But it yet. was it certainly wasn't public. No. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, hopefully, I will live in a big city. Um, in the year 2010, things will. Oh, okay. In the year 2010, things will be different, but not at as much as expected. Diseases like cancer will still be around, but they'll be controlled. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm saying, like, let's not, let's not go. Let's not go too crazy. It's not going to be that different. We will have cured cancer <laughs> in 15 years. Not a very kumbaya child. Um, it's, I said AIDS should be done by then. Uh, <laughs> just done. Although they actually have made incredible strides. Uh, That's true. Very, very, a ton of progress. And probably no cases of bubonic plague. I think that was a joke. Um, things will remain very similar. Uh, clearly, the internet will become more important to our daily lives, but that does not affect me because I hate it. <laughs> and I believe people need social interaction to survive happily. Uh, and uh, not, I should say, ironically, on the way here, I was catfishing a stranger on Snapchat. So clearly, <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I have changed. Well, I think, like, back then, social interaction on the internet was more limited than it could possibly yeah, just, be like now that you know, this is just basically AOL, AIM. Uh, very rudimentary smiley faces. Yeah, yeah, very simple. Uh, clothing will be the all-bold, exact same, no doubt in my mind, fashion designers suck <laughs> because they think they're important to our future, but they're not. I've always had like this weird bone to pick with fashion designers because they're always really arrogant and it's like this like look how simple this is, you know? And this is this this will be this will be cool in ten years, you know? It's just a blue, like American apparel was like the biggest not the biggest, but it was like a really popular store for like a decade. I know it just went out of business, but you get what I'm saying. And they just had simple basics, t-shirts. Basics, yeah, very basics, basics that didn't yeah, fit yeah. human beings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've never looked worse than in the mirrors of the dressing yeah, nobody rooms has. of American yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so cl- I said something about cloning. Um, <laughs> remember, cloning was like big back in 2000. Dolly. You know, Dolly, yeah. 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 Um, lastly, Brent, make an impact. Oh, this is so faggy. Uh, <laughs> Don't judge. Make an impact with your life. It is if it's only one person or thousands. Do what you love. Uh, you want kids for sure, and if there's enough money, adopt, share. Uh, see, see, I I know you think that because it's because I'm a nice guy. It's because I didn't want to touch my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said you should adopt because I was thinking through. I don't want to touch that woman. We'll high five once a year on Christmas Day. Uh, stay happy. That's the key to life. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You got it. Hey, no, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Have a you seat, have please, sir. This isn't over <laughs> until she gives you something. Okay. Oh, sorry. God. Um, yes, I have a gift for you. You don't have to keep it if you don't want, but uh, I, you know. I'm just saying, 
Take it out with it's you. It's pretty don't, fucking yeah. special. Yeah, take it out with you. Don't put it in the trash. It's a fucking turtle and some clay oh. beads on a cord. I think, God, listen, turtles were my animals. Thank you so much. It's it, beautiful. It might be from, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Give it to your wife instead of touching I her. I will. Yeah. Okay. Right, Brent Sullivan, Thank everybody. You, Thank you so much. What a sweetheart. And it's great because, like, okay, in the way that my brain works, he was making something for network television just now. That letter was going to be watched by a censor, and it was going to be watched by somebody who was going to be like, I have issues with this letter. So, like, that's, you know, that's like making something for a general audience. That letter. Yeah, well, he said, do, do something with your life that you love, and he fucking did. Yes, he did. He listened to himself. That's, that's like great. what this is about. It's like time travel, figuring out that you always knew what you wanted. That's right. It's beautiful. Hey, before we bring up our... Uh, our exciting uh, special intermission people. Yeah. It's not really intermission. It's an intermezzo, whatever. Uh, does anybody have a, a great, like one sentence story of a battle wound from your youth that you want to uh, tell us about? Somebody? No. Sports that went wrong? A bad ski trip? No. Anyone break their nose? Yeah. kind of public way. Oh, yeah. yes. Give her a round of applause. She survived. She Learned survived. That so I'm talking about time travel. You get hit with a bat, you don't know in like 15 years somebody's going to be giving you a round of applause for it. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Like, I mean, I don't know. I was always, I'm always have been so afraid of like physical injury of any kind. And like when I was in third grade, like all the, all the kids, like I grew up in Connecticut also. And so everybody went skiing with their families. I've never been skiing in my life, even up till now. People would come home with like <clears throat> their arm in a sling or their leg in a cast. And they were like, yeah, it was awesome. And I was like, how is breaking your bone awesome? That sounds, I'm going to read my book, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like the, the initial trauma of my, of my early childhood turned me into a nebbish. But where I was just afraid from that then onwards of getting hurt. But let's bring on the next person now. Probably. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. Right now, we have a story and a dance break from one of our favorite humans on planet Earth, Oscar Montoya. Do it. Do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you to it. 
Oh, great. Awesome. Cool. Um, oh, uh, so uh, I, I just want to uh, talk about, um, thank you so much for having me, by the way. Um, uh, so I want to talk about uh, a time when I was uh, uh, just a story of regret, essentially. Um, and this happened to me when I was uh, in seventh grade. Um, and so I was a dancer. That's what I love to do. I like, I was. <laughs> Is that me? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's me. Hypercolor and a troll necklace. Um, <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's a, that was a dancer. Um, so I'm, I was born in Colombia, so I started doing um, something called cumbia dancing, which is like the national sort of traditional dance there. And when I moved to this country, it, it kind of segued into like sort of contemporary and modern uh, performance. Um, but anyway, in seventh grade, I was in school and we had this thing called talent, um, which is essentially what happens is uh, they all the teachers bring all of the students, the middle school students, to the auditorium, and then they list off, like, they just list off the kind of, like, just different talents. They're, it's like acting is one of them, dance is another one, journalism is another talent, uh, and it's pretty much like uh, public school being like, we don't have money for all of the art classes, let's just give them one. Uh, and I knew that I wanted to dance, like, that was my, and I was just like, and what they do is they, like, do, oh, theater, and everyone who was interested in theater would stand up and go to a section in the auditorium, and then I was just waiting for dance, and finally dance was picked, and I stood up and walked, and then I realized something, um, everyone was making fun of me. Everyone laughed and pointed at me, and I quickly realized that I was the only boy to stand up and go to dance, and that was a time when that was gay, right? Um, so that, experience kind of traumatized me in a way that like made me shut down um, performance wise. So like I developed severe stage fright. Um, I developed really sort of bad, I had like low self-esteem and a really bad confidence issue. Um, I mean, it wasn't just that, it was a bunch of other stuff too, but um, that was like a big trigger moment for me, especially performing in school. Cause what would happen is like the dance, talent at school was pretty big and so it was so big that every time there was like a dance show coming up we would have tryouts and not everyone could get in on the dancing right so one in particular i remember uh we did um the pre the preacher's wife just came out uh <laughs> and it was pretty hot and uh the song step by step by Whitney houston was like hot Right, so the teacher was like, "Yeah, she's got a pulse on what's hot in school," <laughs> and she was like, "Let's just do step by step." Um, and she did the try. Uh, she held tryouts for step by step, and we learned it. And I loved that song. So First of all, I love the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. I've never seen the movie. I own the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> it was magical. When you believe that song, it makes me cry. Um, it's so good uh, but step by step was their banger you know what I mean and it's a, it's all about like taking things one day at a time and like trusting yourself all that beautiful stuff anyway I loved it and I was so excited when she was like this is the dance that we're gonna do however I had severe stage fright I had no idea what to do um, so I really wanted to dance to it 
And again, this is one of the biggest regrets. This is probably the only regret in my life. I ended up sabotaging my tryout so I wouldn't get in at all. Um, and I didn't get, I didn't get it. There's, there were, um, eight dancers who got to do it. Um, but I would come, I would come to their rehearsals and just watch them perform. And I was so mad because here's the thing. The choreography was basic. Uh, and like, I'm a dancer, you know? So like, I was like, I could have killed this. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I saw them, I was watching, I, I, I saw them perform. And it's like one of those things where you like watch kind of someone, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this way, but it's like watching other people do something that you want to do so bad, right? And it was that feeling of just like, I know if I just believed in myself, I would have had the most fun with this. And I truly, truly regret it one of those, uh, ever my whole entire life, you know? You know, I discovered improv comedy uh, 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 later on in life and it truly transformed the way that I saw myself and like I have, you know, I perform uh, regularly. Um, and so what I want to do today is because I was so obsessed with the, the dance and the song, I know the dance by heart. So I invited my friends to do the dance. So I will now do the seventh grade step-by-step -step routine. Now, hold on. Just like uh, I need to like clear this uh, stuff out. So the stage is very small, so it's going to be a little cramped. Um, but uh, yeah, um, and yeah, it's, it really is about like having fun and like truly celebrating the magic that we all have inside because we all have this like little voice in our brain that tells us like we're not good enough, we're not ready, uh, we shouldn't shine, right? Um, and why, why not? Like we should do what makes us happy. Um, so please, 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 no regrets ever, okay? <laughs> All right? Okay, so without further ado, here's Step by Step. Well, there's a bridge and there's a river that I still must cross as I'm going on my journey.
basic. That was the real deal. Oh my god. That makes me wanna that makes me wanna do this uh tap dance from like seventh grade that I still remember. I used to do it like with my hands on the table because I remembered it. Um real quick, uh Oscar, I have a gift for you. Oh, okay. Um okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little tangled. Um, because especially works because you're wearing all black today, but I know that you're um, a color-loving dude, so here's one of these for each of your wrists. You may remember them from pool clubs and parties and shit. They're adjustable. That's right. Yes. Thank you so much. Do you... Oh my God! You can thank check, you, Oscar. Check out Oscar Montoya. He's at UCB all the time, um, and he's ugh, so fucking special. I feel like you should just host the show. Honestly, <laughs> you know exactly what it's about. I love it. I love it. Um, cool. So uh, let's move on because we have a couple more incredible guests uh, that you guys all know about coming up now. Um, actually, this is appropriate, given what she's going to share. Um, you have heard her voice in, or you will hear her voice in, uh, BoJack Horseman and Welcome to Night Vale, which are two of my most favorite things ever. And you're also going to recognize your face from all of our childhood, which makes this a meta and very, um, exciting guest. So give it up for Mara Wilson. Welcome. Oh, good. I'm glad that you brought it hidden. Because I brought it hidden. The reveal yes, is very because, important. Because, yes, it is. It is. Uh, well, before we get to that, though, uh-huh. uh, we're talking about battle wounds today of youth. It could <sighs> okay. be physical or emotional. So mm-hmm. does something jump to mind uh, that you think of as a battle wound from the fields of childhood? Oh, I mean, where do you want to begin? I mean, uh, I, does, does it have to be relevant to the thing that I brought? Not at all. Nope. Because, uh, let's see, um, there's, there was, so uh, does, has anybody here ever been to Burbank? Yes. Yes. Okay, I, I grew up in Burbank. I am a Veritable Valley girl. Uh, so, and I am also the reason that they put their red pepper in jars. because they used to put it in bowls. And when I was three years old, I went over to to the bowl and I did not understand object permanence yet. So I blew into it to see what would happen. And what happened is it flew up and hit me in the eye. Oh my God. Uh, And I screamed and screamed and screamed. Um, This is, uh, this was at, uh, what's it called? A Pinocchio restaurant in Burbank. I've been there. I am the reason, I am the reason why Pinocchio's puts, uh, puts their red pepper in glass jars. And, uh, my parents had to take me home. I was fine. Didn't have to go to the doctor. I was say, you're not blind just, in one it eye. Just, no, it just hurt. It just hurt like hell. And then, and yeah, and then, and then I remember us going back there, and they didn't have it in bowls anymore. They had it in jars. And then, did that give you an idea, like, hmm, this is how I can affect change in this world? <laughs> it was. It was very much. I mean, like, it's. It's. You know, I think they were just happy that my parents didn't sue. But right. We were. But Burbank was a lower middle class place then, and you know, we weren't the kind of pe- people or. We weren't the kind of people to sue in Burbank back then, so so yeah, that Excellent. was that was one reason. Well, thanks for taking one for the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you still eat Italian food? Yes, I do. I do, but uh, but yeah, but I was always wary of red pepper. After that, I don't like red pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Never understood the appeal to putting it on pizza. It's just you know it's there. It's yeah. like it's one of the most conspicuous spices, things, seasonings ever. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't really understand how that would make pizza better. It doesn't. 
It doesn't. I, Ooh, I, I we're going to offend some either. people, I bet. <laughs> I hope so. Let's talk about it. Um, well, um, I'm glad you survived that. Thank you. Great. Thank you. I'm glad I did too. Um, would you, oh, do you have the stand? No. Where's the mic stand? I have the stand right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to give it to her so that she can um, use both hands for this reveal here. Okay. So do you so, want to set it up? What you got? All right. So... Uh, should I should I or should I just I think I should show it first and then okay. and then describe it All later. Right. Okay, hold on a second. All right, drum roll, please. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh this uh, for the listeners of the podcast, I'll post pictures of this, but it is a hot pink dress covered in silver sequins. Yes. Yes. This is my show choir dress. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Actually, it's one of my show choir dresses. I have two. Could you actually hold on? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, could, you, could you hold it up? Sure Help thing. me hold it up. Yes, for if you want to get a picture. Yes, this is my old show <laughs> choir dress from when I was a sophomore in high school. I had another one, too, uh, when I was in another choir called Decibels, my freshman year of high school. Uh, we wore a light purple halter dress. Uh, oh. Dresses. Yeah, yeah. And that one was actually a lot more flattering on me, but this one was more my color, so. We we called them the, sa- the, we called them the salmon sperm dresses. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, we were very all, accurate. We, all very accurate, yes. And we, uh, we, it was in both choirs that I was in in public high school were uh, all girls choirs. So yeah, that, there was a lot of resentment and a lot of um, jealousy, a lot of jealousy, a lot of backstabbing, a lot yeah. of a lot of bad things going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but Sequins we also had a great that. time. Sequins will do that, you know. Sequins will do that to you. Sequins will affect. I mean, how can they see the with sequins in their eyes? That's a lyric for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's amazing is that yes. uh, if you don't mind, if I show this picture of you in sure. this dress, yeah, uh, it still fits you, which is incredible. It almost fits. It almost fits. Oh, it is right. Uh, it was you. not. It was. Yeah. This was last year. It was it was not zipped up in the back. And the one thing is it fits, except it doesn't fit over my boobs. That's a victory. Yes. And I wish I could go back in time to like sad, you know, 15 year old me being picked on and being like and just be like, just so you know, your choir dress will almost fit you 10 years from now or 15 years from now. But it will be because your boobs are too big for it. Yes. Your boobs will get Cheers bigger. And she would just be like. Okay, all right. That's that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. So you were, you were picked on when you were that age? Well, I was. There were there were some mean girls in choir, but there were also things that like okay, so there were a lot of things that I kind of didn't understand at the time, but like there were like I wrote a book about about my childhood, and there's a chapter about show choir, and every like gay woman I've met has told me how much they love the show choir chapter. Because it was a pretty queer experience there. <laughs> and there were a lot of girls that I had crushes on, but I didn't understand at the time right. you know, what that was. So I so I would like try to get really close to them and then they would like push me away, or I would like I would have these like objects of affection or admiration that I just thought were the coolest and they wanted nothing to do with me. And then there were just like the straight up mean girls who like who were just like, you know, I don't like you and here's why. And you know uh, well, one I of think- them actually owns one of them actually owns a coffee shop shop uh in in LA now and I went there and it sucked the best revenge yeah and I and I and she either didn't recognize me or pretended not to recognize me but I went out there with a bunch of book plates to sign so people could have autographs to put in my book 
And I just went there and I was just like, I'm just going to sign autographs. I was going to right in front of your face. In your, in your overpriced, you know, crappy coffee shop. And that is yeah. excellent karma. That's yeah. delicious. Yeah. I love she, it. She either did not recognize me or did not care, I guess. But, uh, but can, yeah. Can you, just real quick, because like I was in a bunch of acapella choirs. Oh, yeah. Um, I was never in, I, I love, I, I was in an acapella group too, in high school and in college. So what were the big differences for you between the show choir and the acapella? Like, were people different? Do they act different? Acapella people, I think, are a little bit more earnest than show choir people. Show choir people want to be stars, which is kind of weird because nobody's ever going to become a star from, you know, doing doing like, you know, Cole Porter songs. But it's, (laughs) it's like it's it's definitely people didn't join show choir because they they loved musicals they joined it because they wanted to be Justin Timberlake or Beyonce right right right. so that was what it was and a lot of times if you were a good singer and you were you were like the coolest like they would actually literally sell buttons with the boys choirs faces on them like they were a boy band to yeah to girls in middle school and at the high school too and you would all everybody would have their favorite and oh my gosh yeah so okay since you you grew up in Burbank Mm -hmm. um I mean, it's a really specific kind of a place. It's oh, different yeah. from anywhere else in the country. It really was, is. Was like the Hollywoodness like infiltrating everything? It was, but Burbank still Burbank is still kind of a bubble. Like, there's something about it that's very River City, Iowa from from the Music Man. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very so so it it kind of filters in in little ways like. Uh, you know, we would have people would come to school and their plates would say the, the plates on like their parents' car would say part of the magic Walt Disney Studios or <laughs> or or once. OK, once actually. So we we loved Tim Burton because it was, you know, the, the late 90s, early 2000s. And and he was also from Burbank. So that was a big deal to us that he was from Burbank. He was ours. So I remember one of my friend's moms took a meeting with him at Disney he, she gave him a water bottle. He took a sip of it and then left it there. She took it home to her son as a gift. No. Oh. And he would sprinkle us with water from it. <laughs> for it's good luck. Water. How long did he show have choir that competitions. Well, how long was that like a sacred bottle for a long time? It was, I, I think it was for like a semester, but that's still long enough. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good, that's more than long. Good enough yeah. time to- God only knows what, you know, germs Tim Burton gave us. Yeah. So, so there definitely was, there definitely were things that crept in there. I remember there were some girls in choir who were also in a girl group called Cherry. Oh, Which no. Is really, really, you, you shouldn't be let's pushing the, the boundaries. Yeah, what, what, what kind of like horrible Svengali person has, like, you know, has, has a, a band called Cherry, you know, made of, <laughs> made up of exclusively of like 14 and 50 year old girls. That's, yeah, yeah, like, you're shit together, guys. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to show these pictures because I think they're yeah. great that you sent. Should I move um, out of the you way? You might need oh, to yeah. scoot a tiny bit, yeah. but um, uh, it's totally adorable. Oh yeah. Course. So uh, I was kind of famous when I was a kid, and <laughs> and sometimes when you're a kind of famous kid, you kind of end up on a special edition of Newsweek magazine. I guess yeah. That that was fun, and I also just love how wonderfully dated this is. Homework on the web. The best computers. Can PCs make your kids a better student? No, not really. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I I still don't I still don't know how I ended up there, but uh, I, I managed. I guess I managed to trick a lot of people into thinking I was smart. So yeah. 
You look smart. Thank you. Thank you. Do you remember the day? Uh, This was, I think, 97, I want to say 96. Yeah, I I remember them putting a metallic vest on me and me being like, nobody is ever going to want to see me wearing this. People are going to think I'm so uncool. But then all all of a sudden, everybody was wearing metallic stuff. Yeah, I was And it was like this very 2000s thing. And everybody was like, trust me, you're going to be cool. And when people saw that, they were like, whoa, you look so cool. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is the first time in my life and the last time I am ahead of the curve. I would totally wear that vest now. It's a cute vest. It It is is a cute vest. It's it's shiny silver. It's, It's very cute. It's great. Zach, yes, but now it's retro. can we see the next one? I uh, just oh, this is this darling. is me. This is me in preschool. They uh, the the pictures that I have before it. This is our preschool graduation. We're singing songs. Uh, I have pic- other pictures from that night, and I'm holding hands with uh, my best friend and preschool boyfriend Alex. And we were really, really in love and both really in the closet. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he was great. And uh, yeah, he recently got married and I'm, I can't wait to like show pictures from, uh, from you know, the, the embarrassing things that is actual, he, he, he went to city hall, but they're gonna have a wedding ceremony. And I, I can't mean, that's what weddings like, are for, you know? Yeah, and I can't wait people. to like regale them with stories. But yes, I was, I was a theater nerd even back then. I love so, yeah. it. Yeah. Can we see the next one, please? All so right. I love this because I have so many pictures like this. Yeah, this, this is, like, is me on my way to choir camp. I'm here. I yeah, I I was uh the the funny thing is that like I look like I'm like happy to be there and ready to have fun, but that was one of the worst weekends of my life. Why? Oh, do tell. Uh, people were just really mean. All all choir camp. Everybody was just really awful and it was and and like I got up there and I I like immediately got a nosebleed and I immediately cut my finger really badly and I was just like and I did it just, I was doing a bunch of stuff and I was stressed out and I was anxious and I had an anxiety attack and like both like my crush and like the, the, you know, the mean girl were really mean to me there. And it was, it was just, yeah, it was, it was one of the worst weekends of my life. And then I tried to, uh, when we were going back home, uh, I needed something to take my mind off it. So my friend said, oh, I have an extra book. And the book she gave me was the hot zone about Ebola. so that just made a bad bad you know it just made a bad weekend even worse so yeah oh well uh, you know what it looks like you're all having a great time at least yeah yeah so only i know how awful it was yes (laughs) so they just took you off to the middle of nowhere to like a camp yeah they would take us off to to camps for the weekends it would be all of the students it would be all of them uh boys and girls which always you know there was some shenanigans at choir camp and yeah, it would be, well, well, there were two, and one, it would be up in the mountains, and we would just basically do, like, an intensive working on our, our choir, working on a choreography, working on music, and, and uh, doing bonding exercises, which were very much, you know, the first year of college acting class kind of stuff. Those were but my everybody favorite cried. Activities. Everybody yeah. always of cried. Course. Everybody always cried. It feels great. Yeah. And then we, and then, uh, yeah, and then we, we would come back, and the, the first year I went, choir camp was really fun. And then, uh, but this one just, just was not, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was not so great, but like the year before we'd like seen a bunch of boys like taking their shirts off and we'd like yelled things at them yeah. and it was, it was That's what choir there, camp is for. Exactly. It is what choir camp is for. And everybody would always say one time at choir camp, but, <laughs> but I don't know if anything, you know, CD ever actually did happen. Yeah. Nothing happened at band camp either. Yeah. Nothing. No, it was band camp. It's, it's everybody that failed out of being athletic. With an instrument or actually musical. Really? Because at our school, the the choir kids were having sex. I was not having sex. But the choir kids, a lot of like the cool choir kids were having sex. 
But the band geeks, like, like their, their like bus w- trips were just an orgy. Yeah. That never a lot there was. Not. Yeah. There the, was a, and people would say, like, yeah, it's basically like this huge, like, weird swapping thing on the way back. And there, there's this one kid put swapping, in the yearbook. Like swapping. swapping yeah. Like yeah. You'd fluids. like pick someone that you, yeah. Like, like, like swapping partners, kind of. <laughs> You'd be Whoa. like, you'd be like, what? I want to hook up with this person. And it was, and it was like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it on the bus on the way home. And there was this one kid in the yearbook who was quoted as saying, the best things about band are no PE and long bus rides. Wait, people were legit having sex on the bus? I don't know if they were having sex, but they were doing things. There was, there were, there was hand stuff. There was mouth stuff, you know? Are that was a more like? advanced band yeah. uh, choir bus than I had, for sure. Oh, yeah. But. Well, I mean, I never I never did anything in choir either, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but people did. But people did. And I also transferred schools uh, before 11th grade, and apparently 11th grade is when, you know, shit got crazy. Oh. So if I had stayed, who knows what I would have done. But uh, <laughs> actually, no, I know what I would have done, and that would have been nothing because I was shy. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we have uh, one more picture, I think. Yeah. Which is the best yes. one. Yes. Zach. Uh, yes. That's um, me. Yeah, that's that's me. Are you voguing like Madonna I'm right a, there? Yes, I am. <laughs> and we did. We did. I actually stole an idea from choir because I think uh, a few people have done the song. They're coming to take me away as a choir number. And then we did it as a lip sync number the next year when I went to art school. Um, which, you know, is really insensitive considering that I am somebody who actually has a mental illness, but, um, we were, we were just dancing around and doing and doing dumb stuff. And yes, I ended up with an easy Mac box on my head and, uh, yeah, this is, this is me. I, I switched out of, out of public high school and show choir to go to an art school and, uh, ended up with a box of easy Mac on my yeah, head. Yeah, but you know what? Yes, I mean, do. last year's silver vest is this year's easy Mac. This is true. Yeah. This yeah. is true. So I feel like easy Mac is very much like a, like it is something that should stay in the past. I don't think, I don't know if anybody still oh, eats I still it. have lots of friends who eat the fuck out of easy Mac these days. <laughs> All right. Well, well maybe it's just me. I mean, I will vouch for SpaghettiOs, but easy Mac, easy Mac, I can't do anymore. But yeah, but, but I was a lot happier. Uh, at, at art school, I was a lot happier because I could be my normal weird arty self and, people weren't as mean and people were a lot more accepting, a yeah. lot more open. And I had a really great time and that, uh, I could still be, I could still perform never in anything like this, but I could still perform, but I could be happy. And it was really nice to finally be able to have both of those things. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I feel like that's like the reason why, why we end up, you know, moving out here or to New York or whatever. So yeah. we can like be among our weirdos forever and ever, you know, something like that, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I would say so. Well, Mara, I have a gift for you. Yes. I have um, a gift for everybody. This, uh, I've had in my childhood bedroom since I was, I don't know, 13, 14. It is a candle covered in animals that I never burned. Wow. Um, there's like a fucking lep, like a hiding cat, and there's like a frog up there. And um, burn it if you want; it might create a lot of black smoke. I can't I say it's a soy say, candle. Is it, safe? is it safe to burn? I don't know, but uh, um, either way, it'll look really good. Yeah, it it's safe like to it's display. So, so well, thank you very much. Of for that. course. Much Would you like to plug anything before you hop off stage? Um, right now I'm just Mara Wilson on Twitter and, uh, you can get my book, Where Am I Now? Uh, in books and online everywhere. Amazing. Well, not on every site ever, but yes, most places. (laughs) Most sites. Most places. So please do that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mara Wilson, you guys. Uh. See, maybe my marching band was prude or maybe they were doing things and just did not want to include me. 
I'm not, now I'm just really, now I'm thinking about this. But like, you can still look back and say to yourself, like, you knew that, that your sex life in later in life was going to get way better than most people's ever is in high school or otherwise. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's fine. Oh no, I'm not. No, I just realized that it sounds like I'm fishing for compliments and that is not the point at all. (laughs) That's not what I mean at all. I mean, like you've had a pretty good run for yourself. So like it started later, but then it was fine. I wouldn't have known what to do in high school. I would have been it also like, I don't know who knows. Nobody does. No one does. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna say I didn't I, lose my virginity till I was like 20, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's probably something better better off law. Like, I don't know. Who's to say when is a good time to lose virginity? Maybe it's just a, it's an in-factory installation. I like, didn't lose anything, okay? No, you attained, you attained. I attained uh, the next level of existence yeah. or something. I don't know. Of yeah. knowingness. What are we losing what when we, we do losing? that? We're gaining experience. And knowledge people that we should do this a lot more. People put such a premium on innocence, what? but people put a premium on innocence, but I think Seriously. it's overrated. Super overrated. Yeah. Shit goes south so easily in someone's youth. They're not innocent by, by five anymore. That's right. All right we get, they get their iPhone. They're fucked. They get, How they are you guys up. doing out there? Are you doing okay? Yeah. Are you good? I think it's time we... Uh, it is time. We we'll have We have uh, one more guest. Um, and, uh, he is just like, I just met him recently and he's just like the nicest dude. And you're going to recognize his face because I feel like he's been on like every comedy and sketch show ever. Um, and, uh, including Key and Peele and Amy Schumer and, um, just like a bunch of great stuff. And he is a nice dude. So give it up for Matt Knudsen. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be in the presence of Simon Laban as I take the stage. Uh, I thought you might appreciate. Hungry like the wolf. That's just for you. We chose that for you, Thank Matt. You I don't know much. why it seemed appropriate. I'm on the hunt. I'm after you. <laughs> Collectively as a group. Hi, everyone. <laughs> well, don't scare them away. That's okay. That's all right. I'm happy to be here. Hello. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. I will take a smattering of applause as... <laughs> As good, as good. Uh, when I bring my feet up on the stool, do I look too relaxed? I don't want to appear appear too relaxed. I'm on the stool, I'm on. It's fine. Okay. I would if yeah, I enough. could reach it, but I can't. I can't. My legs are too short. So, <laughs> so you look great. You look great. Thank you very much. Um, well, Matt, I want to kick this off by asking if you have any fun injury stories from your childhood. You know what? Interestingly enough, I didn't know that this was going to be the uh, fun injury story. Uh, I guess there would be three major injuries that I sustained. All of them while playing basketball. Uh, Well, I broke my arm riding my bike. That doesn't count. Uh, Currently, there is a piece of uh, my skull that is stuck in my eye socket (gasps) right here. Oh, gosh. I'm real close to it. When I... uh, (laughs) When I... When I took an elbow uh, while pulling down a rebound. So if I, like, pinch my eye here, I can feel... The chip of bone. It's just floating around in my in skull, right? And here's the thing: I'm sure it'd be very easy and affordable to fix. And here we are. But you're keeping bone it in there. In, I'm keeping it in there. Uh, my second basketball injury: uh, I was playing at Venice Beach. I, I still play there, like probably like once a week. But I uh, was coming down, and uh, I hit this guy's this guy's elbow, and it actually uh, separated my tricep oh. and bruised the bone. And within 12 hours, my entire arm filled up with blood 
and it looked like I was wearing a, a, a dress shirt, you know? It, but I, with oh, my God. shirt off, it was all fat and full of blood. And most recently, <laughs> um, I'm in a, a, a men's basketball league here in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about this. Uh, Monday nights at Pan Pacific Park, there are a team of 10 uh, ten teams are all made up of comedians. Oh Actually, my God! Yes, I'm the captain. Injuries of the, abound. Uh, I'm uh, sure. Uh, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. big time. Man. Uh, I'm the captain of the Open Michael Jordans. That is our team. <laughs> Very good. And our logo is uh, a microphone stand, and then Michael Jordan doing his signature slam dunk into the microphone. Perfect. So, um, so the end of last season, I uh, I don't know how exactly this happened, but I split the webbing. Between my oh, ring and pinky. You just find the most painful I ones. Know. I didn't even realize that that injury was possible. I figured like your finger would break before your suit rips open. You know what I mean? So it was my own hand, but I looked down on it and it looked like, you know, when you open a, a, a package of uh, snack potato chips, like oh, from the top? No! And yeah. I could actually like see <laughs> down into the sinew of my hand. Okay. But I still stayed and finished That's the rest of the I, game, everybody. Okay. What a champion. Because yeah. it was the playoffs, everyone. It was the playoffs. I mean, that really bespeaks the kind of hero that yeah. you are, but <laughs> do I it. just don't understand why after the first, same question as with Angela, after the first time you had an injury that you kept go, you kept playing basketball. The love of the game must be Playoffs. really intense for Did you. Did you just at least tape it up and just keep going? Um, I actually, uh, I, I had a little uh, hand towel that I put in between my fingers and I just started to dribble with my right hand. <laughs> That's fair. Didn't do a lot of shooting. My shooting hands with my uh, my left hand. So, um, oh. uh, but fortunately, I uh, you know I got it. It was right in the spot where um, they couldn't stitch it because there's so much skin folding going on. They had to glue it. Oh, <laughs> Wait, is they, it still glued the medical now? glue. They glued it together. Can I'm sorry. You, is it glued now? Still? No, no, no. It actually healed and it recovered, but. Uh, now I have less skin in between my fingers. Oh, that's so weird. when I'm like trying to grab for things, I'm like, ooh, I just, I'm missing that extra. I just felt that, that thing extra with my fingers of skin. <laughs> exactly. But fortunately, my, I use my right hand for high fives, everyone. Catch me after the show. <laughs> It'll oh my be great. God! It'll you, be great. I mean, what a positive attitude you yeah. have! I feel like you have to have that kind of a positive attitude if you grow up in Hawaii. Which uh, yeah, I was can born we see in a Hawaii. first picture here of Matt in Hawaii? Because uh, or Classic is this Hawaii? Hawaii. No, that's no. not Hawaii. Where actually. is this? Uh, this was actually in uh, Story City, Iowa. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad was a pastor, and uh, he looks this, like a pastor. Yes, right. Yeah. This is my dad, Dan Knutson. Look uh, at all these bowl Judith. cuts. Yeah, I know. My God. <sighs> I just, I just did this bit. I just recorded my uh, my third album last week. Congratulations! Thank you very much. What's it called? And, uh, I'm I'm doing some web search right now, but I'd like to call it Yes And. Oh, awesome. Yes And. Yeah, see if so, Del Close yes already owns those words. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Did you hear uh, Del Close's skull is uh, was played as Yorick on Broadway? What? Yeah, that's true. Posthumous Broadway that's debut. That's true. That's true. He'll never die. Uh, so yeah, my, uh, basically the bit was my mom cut our hair. 
you know, when we she were. She wanted y'all to look just like and her. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, we just said, "Hey, mom, give me the Dorothy Hamill." What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? No, this was uh, my dad was the director of a of a Bible camp. So this was uh, this was in Story City, Iowa. It's still there. It's called Riverside Bible Camp. And uh, so there was a part of my life when I was growing up that I literally lived at camp. So nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this looks like. A, were you as well behaved as you appear? Um, I was more moody than I let on in this in this photo. All right. Know? And I and I and I still am, everybody. <laughs> No, I was a pretty, uh, you know, my mom and dad say this all the time. Uh, they called me their joy boy. Oh. Because of all the. <laughs> that's the only part of the podcast I'll let my mother listen to. Uh, <laughs> because I guess I just like, you know, I was very uh, easy and uh, I learned everything from my brothers. They didn't have to. There was no. They weren't like, the joy boys. They were not the joy boys, but there was like there was no learning curve as a child, you know, they didn't have to teach me anything. I learned from watching them. You and know, that's why you have how a to go ton to the bathroom, children. how to ride a bike, all the stuff that like your dad and parents would teach you. I just had older brothers. And then, um, I was kind of that to my sister a little bit, but you know, well, you were moving on different. with your, you had I was other moving things to on. Do. I was too busy high-fiving people with my right hand. Right, right, Everyone, right. I didn't have time. Um, I didn't have time. So, I, Matt was Matt has surprised will be surprising us with his uh, artifact from youth. I don't know what it is. Oh, but here's the thing. Like I to... did this video one time uh, when I was in when I was in high school, and I uh, I was looking for it because it was uh, it was the final project for the Spanish class that I took in high school, and so we created uh, like a a sketch comedy uh, video, but it was all in Spanish. So I, could, I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it before oh, you get excited. Oh, that's a teaser. Yeah. Before you get excited. I, I, I like emailed the guy who you I- You did your due diligence. I did my, I did my, you know, I did you, my legwork. You did the best you could. I did my legwork. That's your legwork. Um, I emailed the guy and um, he blew me off. Oh. And he lives in Colorado. But uh, I, I guess I've lived in Los Angeles long enough that when he didn't return my message in any way, it felt totally normal. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I did not get the video. But what I did do is um, when my grandmother passed away, uh, my parents uh, went through her, uh, her house and got all her, her artifacts, cleaned it out. This is many years ago. Then one year for Christmas, my mom made us all these albums of different photos and different memories. And in the album that she gave to me was a letter that I wrote to my grandmother when I was 11 years old. Aww. So I brought that. Uh, and I also brought a photograph of myself and my grandmother during that era. Yes, with my signature bowl cut. <laughs> Uh, I'm sad was, you don't still have a bowl cut now. I know. Listen, if I could pull it off, I would. You know? I think you could. <laughs> I think you could. Uh, so this is my uh, my uh, father's mother, Dagmar Nielsen, uh, Dagmar Knudsen, and uh, and her grandson Matthew. I'm wearing my uh, my belt buckle with a horse on it. Were you a horse kid? Well, this was in North Dakota, so I think we were all horse kids. <laughs> Yeah, I remember going to the rodeo when I was growing up and like they would tie a uh like a sash to the to the tail of a calf and it would run around and whoever got 
you know, could pull the um, the sash off the the calf's tail, you like won a belt buckle or you won some kind of prize. Wow, that is a very country <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. very least, you got to uh, be mentioned in like the town's oh. four-page newspaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was like my dream as a kid. We had a four. T- we had like a, the Nutley Sun. It was like four pages. Where was that? No, New Jersey. It was sure. just like a really well-off, nice town where there was no nothing going on. So there was a four-page paper. But like whenever there was a musical, we were like, "Are we mentioned? Are we mentioned?" <laughs> and like that was the top, the height of. What I we hope wanted. I get it. Yeah, I hope I get it. We were just talking about that show. We were just talking about that show. Phil played Zach. I had pneumonia the whole time. It was great. <laughs> Forgot all my lines. <laughs> 525,600 no, minutes. <laughs> I was never a theater kid. I, I never did uh, acting. I never did acting or stand-up. At you were Col- a comedy kid forever. I was a comedy, yeah, I was a comedy kid. Yeah, I was kind of a comedy kid. So, All right. So you have so, this letter. Um, Are you yeah. going to read it or just so, show yeah, it? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. And actually, uh, Great I, cursive. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Kids, they're not teaching kids cursive anymore. Did you know that? This is a recent thing of like a year or two ago. Wow. They're just making us older, <laughs> faster, older, faster. Yeah. Um, this was actually, ironically enough that you mentioned that, this was also the era where I was, I think I was 10 or 11 years old. So, uh, you know, it was like 10 or 12 years ago. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the era where I really cared about doing cursive well. You know what I mean? You know when you like sit down with a piece of paper, you're just like, I'm going to write the shit out of this letter. <laughs> and it was your grandma, too. So you wanted yeah. to make it extra nice. And uh, God bless my uh, my grandma, Dagmar Knudsen, uh, because she would, um, if you wrote her letter, she would write you back. And it made me want to continue doing it. Aww. So this was uh, this. Sorry. Um, dear Grandma, I'm sorry you haven't received a letter from me lately. You see, I wrote you recently, but while I was waiting for someone to buy stamps, I <laughs> lost the letter. Oh, likely story. Yeah, and also, um, I did it in a cursive that was squiggly to, to indicate my Perfect. distress about... That's how you do it, that's right? Yeah, that's crazy. I still do it that way. Me too. <laughs> Actually, uh, for the record, I uh, I don't write in cursive anymore. All of my um, writing is in block capital letters, and I it looks like a serial killer. Everyone's. <laughs> You're really getting your points across. <laughs> I yeah. I lost the letter. Oh well. I hope this letter will make it up to you. I think you saw my report card. But if you didn't, I've been doing very good. (laughs) I'm doing well in school and in the 100% club. And when I mentioned the 100% club, that was someone's cue to make a noise in the back of the room. Uh, (laughs) That's why we rehearse everybody. The 100% Club. Uh, listen, I don't remember what the 100% Club is. That's okay. That's but... <laughs> okay. You're, I'm not going to punish you for you it. You're doing well. Thank you very much. But clearly, at the time, it was important enough to write to your grandmother about. Oh, yeah. I was going to try and think of a funnier way to say that, but it didn't come to me. 
And so, anyway, we'll, we'll get to this. I'm going to be dancing later, everyone. Don't worry. I'm going to to close strong. And, oh, I am in the 100% club. Sean's friend spent the night at our house, period. Nothing Even else? as a kid. Anything you know, else on that one, or just... That was it. And it was also, it was the, uh, uh, you know, kind of the capper to me being the 100% club. <laughs> as you can see, even as a child, transitions were my thing. <laughs> Dovetail, everybody. Uh, Stephanie is thinking about leaving March 14 or 15. I had a cousin that, um, my mother is a twin. Her twin sister lives in Colorado. And uh, when she was growing up, we had a cousin that... Uh, was going through some problems, and we thought that maybe a stable family environment might be good for her, so she came out and did some high school with us um, because her parents got divorced, and so, you know, we had, we had my dad. Uh, so Stephanie was thinking about leaving March 14 or 15. When she moves, I will get dad's big desk out of my room. You got plans. Oh, that big desk. You got plans. Without plans, what are we doing, you know? <laughs> um... Mm-hmm. Steph's bed will be put into my room in place of the desk. Then I will have two beds. <laughs> yeah. And I will be allowed to have friends spend the night. David, who is uh, my brother here, David did not do well in CIF. He didn't even place. Okay, so you've moved from talking yourself up to talking your siblings down. This is not what we and do, I see everybody. the direction we're moving in here, yes. Siblings. I'm fine for favorite grandson. Uh, CIF, uh, my brother was a wrestler in high school, and the CIF was like the high school, you know, amalgamation once you get out of league and you go into the next thing, so that was CIF. Um, he did not place. Uh, Krista, that's my sister here, the little one, uh, has started ballet already, and also piano class. She was actually the actress. She was the one that they encouraged to go into the arts. Uh, Mom and dad are doing okay, and me, I'm doing all right. Hope you write soon, please. And I did please with the classic child's block letter. It was the one time that I left the cursive to make, please, I love you, love Matt. And then I did a couple of illustrations that were kind of my go-to at this age. Oh, nice. yeah. Looks like a guy's having some kind of mouth pain. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. All I know is, uh, yeah, that was an 11-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love writing letters. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because we have, yeah, we, uh, okay. Okay, I'm getting a theatrical note from offstage. Uh, real quick. <laughs> Those are my favorite kind of notes to get from offstage. I don't think theatrical notes could exist from anywhere but offstage. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. That's true. Yes. Unless the notes are. No, I veto it. Um, Matt. How uh, many? I'm sorry. I'm still here. I'm still here. Sorry. Um, these pictures of you. Oh, let's just see. We have these two pictures of you okay. um, oh. here. Uh, this is the only uh, picture of myself and celebrities that I have uh, hanging in my office. This is Dick Van Dyke and Dick Van Patten. <laughs> I have them both 
in one yeah. frame. <laughs> I let those slide because you're not really a kid in these pictures, but I, I like the concept of these this are, here. Yeah, these are very important <laughs> Very important. Of, of dicks. <laughs> of dicks. Uh, this is the original <laughs> dick pics, the very tasteful dick pics. Uh, and then... Real quick, on a final note, we have a very adorable picture of you um, with your mouth wide open, uh, which I assume sure. is in Hawaii. I fucking love it. And uh, actually, this is kind of me in repose today. Uh, my mouth is slack-jawed. My jowls are bigger than ever. I'm being held up by an adult man. And I, all these are components of my life as we speak. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, this was, uh, um, I guess, 1974. You didn't even have to tell us that. You yeah. didn't even okay. have to tell us that. But he's proud of his age. He's the one person on the show who is. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, the thing. Uh, when I, I was born in Hawaii, and it was uh, it was before it became like the the hip cool place. So um, when everyone wanted to visit me in the hospital, it was like my dad was there for one of his churches. They just say, "Yeah, we're here to see the Howley baby," and they brought me right to. I was the only white. You were kid the Howley baby. I was the Howley baby. Yeah. And you're still howling today. I'm still howling today. <laughs> High five it with my right hand. That's the third time I brought it up, everyone. Well, Matt, I have a yes. gift for you oh, now. Oh, so nice. Oh, Thank so, you, Lisa. Yeah, well, say, you know, save that because it might not be as nice as you think. Um, okay. It is a hand-painted... Um, uh, child in a bear costume? Amazing. Uh, maybe? Uh, half Thank child, you so half bear. Um, pretty creepy, but... Uh, Hopefully he'll bring you some good luck. Or Thank you very thing. much. This is, I will treasure this, this <laughs> all night. <laughs> all night. Um, thank you very much. Thank you so much yes, for doing this show, Matt. Matt Knudsen, awesome. you guys. Thank you. All right. Well, guys. That was see that was a jam packed slam jam slam jam, slam jam, jam thing. Um, please, if you enjoyed this, um, subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It's called the Bitch Seat. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find uh, us on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat. Uh, and uh, we have an Instagram now at the Bitch yeah. Seat. That's and right. uh, you know, treasure, treasure what, what got, got you, you here. here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate him. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque. Burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The Lacey... Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!